0: listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 38. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. We are... Churning right along, I am loving the series that we're rolling out right now. It is pretty awesome. Go back and check out episode thirty seven where I talk about self and physical fitness and nutrition and how to get yourself more active. It really just comes down to uh step by step right everybody Everybody seems to be addicted to this how to kind of craze like give me. A, Give me every single step and I will follow it and it'll work. And honestly, what I notice, and I think I talked about this in my book that I wrote for College Success Habits, is that most people just get a step-by-step and they put it on their computer or they have it on the, have a book. And we call it shelf help in the industry because you get it and you don't actually do anything with it. You just put it up on the shelf. But you know you got it. <laughs> you know you have it. And so one day you'll ignore it further and you still won't. Um, and so there's a lot that can be said for, you know, If you go back and you're like, Jesse, I I don't feel like I know how I can lose 50 pounds. You're supposed to give me a complete workout program. No, I don't do that anymore. You can go find a workout program. Um, A lot of this stuff takes effort, and I think we all know that. And that's the beauty about addiction recovery is that it does take effort. What we're discussing here uh, is the mindset behind getting yourself in the right headspace to know you can accomplish anything that you want. You already know that you can accomplish, I think, the most difficult thing in life, which is to kick addiction and begin to move into addiction recovery. Um, you know, yeah, you know, people go to meetings and they say, you know, I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict and I don't. I say I'm an addiction recovery because to me, the language I use about myself matters. It always matters. And so I'm not an addict. I'm an addiction recovery. All right. I know I have those addiction tendencies. I'm not saying that it means I think I can drink a beer or hit a line or not, this is not where I'm going. So don't jump off the, the bridge and think, oh, he, he, he didn't say he's an addict. That means he thinks he can go back to using. No. I just know that I'm in addiction recovery. And okay, it's somebody who is a cancer survivor, they say that their cancer is in remission or they say they're a cancer survivor. They don't say, hi, my name is Jesse. I have cancer because they don't have cancer anymore. Right, They had the disease, it is now in remission, and therefore they are now in recovery from the disease. You were an alcoholic or a drug addict, and now you're in remission, and you're recovering from the disease. So again, this is all about language, and that's what we're focusing on over the next three months to get ourselves fired up to end this year strong, to end this decade strong, and to start this next one off super kick-ass. So today we're going to be talking about ourselves and um, our emotional stability. And one of the things that I learned from my life coach, Brooke Castillo, was what she calls the life coaching model. And I'm going to attempt for like the 17th time to record an episode about it in order for me to put into words what I've learned from her. I will go and find the episode where she actually talks about this life coaching model and I will put this in the show notes. So whether you're listening to me on iTunes or Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, if you go over to Podbean and you type in from sobriety to recovery in the the search, my show will come up. The show notes are way easier to read there. I think Stitcher does a pretty good job of show notes on a computer. Um, I think they all do. Um. Even iTunes does a damn good job of show notes on a computer. If you're doing it on your phone, I don't know. It, to me, it just seems a lot more difficult to navigate. But if you're good at it, good at it. Go to the show notes, and you'll can see, and you be able to f- click a link to go directly to Brooke Castillo's um, live coaching model episode. Um, I'm a huge fan of her. I've been in her scholars for most of the year. Nope, not most of it, all of it. And um, I absolutely love what she talks about. I highly recommend that you add her into your podcast repertoire. Um, She um, had a drinking problem herself and an eating problem herself. And so she knows what it is that us um, addicts go through. Um, And she also has a really awesome way of framing that language to herself, which is all, it's really a lot. I mean, that's what neuro-linguistic programming, of which I'm a master practitioner in. I mean, it's, it's all about the language of the mind and how we use it on ourselves. And again, I digress, but um, that's why I start my meetings with, I am Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery, and I don't say that I'm an addict, because it's all about the language we're using towards ourselves. Okay, let's talk about self and emotional regulation, and... In her life coaching model, and again, she didn't invent this. She she might use terminology and words for it that are different than other people. But I've I've learned this same life coaching model uh, with different words. But in in LP, I've re, I've read it in other books. Um, there's different ways of talking about it. The way she talks about it is that um, you have a circumstance, an event, an outside thing. She she calls it a circumstance which which uh triggers a thought which drives a feeling which creates an action which leads to a result um so you have a circumstance and this what what we're going to be what, what I really want us to focus on is realizing that um that our that events will trigger will tr- trigger will bring about a thought which creates or drives you know this feeling which moves you towards action, which creates a result. One of the things that's helped me so much in my addiction recovery and in my life coaching and in my speaking career is realizing that we have a plethora, we have so many thousands of thoughts a day and they all create a feeling. And so thoughts and feelings are like raindrops, right? There's there's a zillion of them and you know, is any one of them more important than the next? Can you let them all just... Wash off your back like a duck. And the ones that matter need to be compartmentalized correctly. At least this is my going theory with it. Again, when you listen to her, if she were to happen to stumble upon my show, somebody were to say, you should go listen to this guy talk about your life coaching model uh, she'll have her opinions of how I go about talking about it. Um, and I'm just going to use my words and her words and they're going to intermingle. And I'm just going to just really free flow on this. Cause I don't want to get into constantly explaining which parts her, and which parts mine. You can go listen to her episode and realize what parts are hers and what parts are mine. Okay. So here's the way I see the life coaching model. There's a circumstance. There's, there's, there's something, something happens that triggers a thought, which, which, which Creates a feeling, which drives an action, which creates a result. Right. So, let's say that because we're in addiction recovery, right, And and we're talking about ourselves here, we're talking about our own emotional regulation. So. Um, I know a lot of us, um, because I just talked about physical fitness last week, I'm going to frame this around physical fitness because it's just going to be easier to, f- to flow these shows together. So I care a lot about my physical fitness and I weigh myself every day. And just because I like to see the fluctuation, I like to be able to say, oh, well, yesterday I ate a bunch and, and this is how much I weigh. And I realize that it's in the morning and it's before I have gone to the bathroom and I'm definitely dehydrated. I, I get all that. But anyways, I like to weigh myself. And so... Let's say that I step on the scale this morning and I wanted to weigh 180, but instead I weighed 183. That is the circumstance. I stepped on the scale and I weigh 183 pounds. One of the things that is super important to realize is that the circumstance has to be a fact. The circumstance cannot be an opinion. The the circumstance cannot be um, a thought. The circumstance has to be a fact. Now, as we use this and I utilize this more in each episode, we'll really start to expand on it. But what you have to be really mindful of is to get on the scale and see 183 and think, wow, you know, I'm a lazy fat ass. I should weigh 180. Everything I just said there, I'm a lazy fat ass opinion. I should weigh, moving towards another opinion, 180, right? Who says I should weigh 180? I'd like to weigh 180, but that's not a fact. Okay, so the circumstance has to be a fact. When you start thinking about your own emotional self-regulation, ask yourself, is what triggered the thought a fact? Right? If you woke up late for work and that created a thought that you're lazy and that made you feel bad about yourself, the circumstance is that you woke up late. If you were supposed to wake up at 6 a.m. and you woke up at 6.05, that's the fact. The fact is you woke up five minutes late. The thought that it creates that you're a loser and the feeling is that now you feel bad and now you feel crappy about yourself and you have, and you have a feeling of guilt and anger towards yourself, that's all coming from the fact that you woke up late, but that's not how you have to feel about yourself. When I step on the scale and I weigh 183, all right, that's the fact. Now the thought that I have can I can go a million different ways. A couple that I'll discuss right now is that the thought could be: I need to eat better today. I need to work out better today. Um, I didn't work out enough yesterday. I. Didn't I worked out too much yesterday. I ate the wrong things yesterday. I didn't eat enough yesterday. Right? Those are thoughts. Those are all the thoughts you can have. You can have a ton of thoughts about why you weigh 183, why you woke up at 6.05 instead of being 180 or instead of waking up at 6. Tons of thoughts. You can have so many different thoughts about that, and each one of them will create a different feeling inside of you. Right? I weigh 183. I wanted to weigh 180. The thought is is that I'm a fat, lazy ass. I ate crappy food the day before. And then the feeling I have is of guilt. Oh, I, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Anger. Jesse, bad Jesse, stupid Jesse. You shouldn't have eaten that cookie. You shouldn't have eaten all those carbs. You should have gone to the gym and worked out harder. Right? That creates this feeling. Right now, does that feeling, what does that feeling create? What action does it motivate? If I have this event, I will. I'm one eighty-three. The thought is, I should have worked out more. The feeling is of guilt. Now, does that feeling does that feeling drive an action of going to the gym and working out more? Does that does that create an action of, of feeling bad about myself and therefore not wanting to go to the gym, and then I then I the, sort of go down this big spiral of I'm a loser, I'm a loser. So I, I just, I allow this anxiety and stress to overwhelm me. And then I don't go to the gym and that creates a result of me gaining more weight, which goes, then I go to the scale and the next day, the circumstance, the fact is, is now I weigh 184, right? You see how it spirals? When this whole month is on emotional balance with Brooks' uh, self co- life coaching scholars, and that's why I, I'm, I'm going over this because what I want all of us to realize is that there are facts in your life, and that's the circumstance, and then there's opinions. When you are talking to yourself in your head, are you stating facts or are you stating opinions? Because if you're stating opinions, then those are going to trigger thoughts and feelings that aren't grounded in reality. And when you start to do that to yourself, you really get yourself in this spiral where you can't. I mean, think about it. If you're trying to argue with someone and they just keep throwing out opinions and you're like, but let's let's talk about the facts. And then, no, 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 it's my opinion. It's my opinion, right? This is what happens in politics, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on right now. If all you want to do is argue your opinion all day and somebody else wants to talk facts, you're not going to have a very good conversation. If inside your head you aren't using facts and you're using opinions, you're never going to win. You cannot win when you're arguing opinion because your opinion is whatever it is and your opinion can change. The next day I can wake up and be 180 and all of a sudden my opinion is, oh, now I'm super healthy and I'm amazing and now that's my thought. I'm super healthy and I'm amazing, which has a feeling of confidence and self-assuredness and the action is that I eat healthier that day. Or maybe the action is, well, now I'm 180. I lost three pounds. I can go eat 17 cookies, right? I mean... The brilliance of her system, and 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 how you're going to use it, is that you realize is that the fact can create whatever thought, which will drive what, which will create whatever feeling, and then the action that's driven from that is really up to you, and then the results you get from that is even more. It's up to that action, right? If I'm trying to build muscle and lose fat, which I'm always doing, I've always got some sort of physical fitness project going with myself. Like today, I worked out, which means I'm allowed 3,300 calories. 300 of them are carbs, about 190 are protein and then the rest of them are fat. I'm going to have some delicious pizza and and, ch- and chicken sliders tonight. I'm going to I'm going to air fry some sweet potato french fries. I'm going to have some chips and salsa. I mean, I'm going to go all out cuz I got 3300 calories to kill. I'm going to make sure that I get up on my 190 protein and then the rest can be carbs and fat, right? So that's the the, the fact is is I went to the gym and I worked out today. The next fact is, is based on the program I'm on, I'm allotted 3,300 calories. So the thought is, I have plenty of freedom of what I can eat today. That gives me the feeling of confidence that I worked out, I'm moving toward my goal of more muscles and lower fat percentage. So the action is, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to make sure I hit my numbers so that the result is that I've gotten one day closer to being more physically fit into meeting my goal, right? Had I skipped the gym today, then the circumstance, the fact would have been I did not go to the gym. The thought would have been I, well, one would have been I should have gone to the gym. I would have thought it created. Another thought it would would have created is that I, that, um, now i 'm not allowed as many calories i 'm not on non workout days i 'm only allowed twenty seven hundred right The thought would have been is that i 'm lazy right The feeling would have been of disappointment in myself. The action would have been that and, and i 've done this before is that instead of just eating the twenty seven hundred like i 'm supposed to right because it 's just as important to eat the right amount of calories um at the right times as it is to not eat calories at the right times. Does that that make sense? Like if I sat here, I did this. I did this in June. I tried to get myself below 10% body fat. And so I cut, I I was fasting for 72 hours straight multiple days a, a week. I was only eating a thousand to fifteen hundred calories on the days that I was eating, and all I ended up doing was burning through muscle. And I still, when I, I went into this dunk tank and wait, and that's how they figured out my. There's a dunk tank thing you can do where you dunk underwater and you exhale all the air, and then boom, it tells you what your body fat is, how much your bones weigh. It's really super cool. I was sixteen percent body fat a year ago of that same June fifteenth. I was nine percent. Right, but I had been eating the right amount of calories, cutting the at right, the right time. So if I skip if I skip the gym, and the thought is, is now I'm gonna be a fat ass. The feeling is of remorse and, and disappointment. So the action is now I only eat a thousand calories, or I fast today. Out of out of you know, you just you should have worked out. The result is I won't actually lose fat. I'll actually lose muscle, and I will actually not hit my goals. So when you're going through this emotional self balance. I want you to be extremely mindful if what you're beating yourself up about if it's an opinion or if it's a fact. you know the fact the, the The fact could be that you didn't go to a meeting today, okay, but and you always go to a meeting. you have to go to a meeting or you might find yourself using again, okay So if the fact is I didn't go to a meeting, it doesn't also mean. The, the, the thought that could drive from, I didn't go to a meeting is, now I'm more susceptible to using. The feeling will be of guilt and remorse and of disappointment, and that could trigger a sadness inside of you, which, the, which triggers the action of using, right? That triggers the action of disappointment, and now you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to use, and the result is that you go out and use. All because you... Had a fact that you didn't go to a meeting today, which created a, a thought that, oh, if I don't go to a meeting, uh, then then that means I'm not into my addiction recovery, and I'm not into my sobriety, and I'm, I'm going to use. When the the fact could just be I didn't go to a meeting, the thought could be, that's okay, I'm strong in my addiction recovery and I'll go to a meeting tomorrow, the feeling is of confidence, self-assuredness, of knowing that you're living your best life. Every day is the best day of your life because you wake up sober. That's a fact. (laughs) Because I do not know of a day I woke up with a hangover and that somehow helped a day that was already going to be tough or that somehow helped a day that was already going to be awesome. No day woken up with a hangover is ever your best day. (laughs) Not not any of them that I remember. Soda water break. Thank you very much for t- being patient with me while I swallowed. Right? So the circumstance is I didn't go to a meeting. The thought is it can be, it, and, this is, and this is the beauty of thoughts. And I'm sorry, I'm only bringing this up at minute 19. So you have this event. I didn't go to a meeting. Right, It could be another one. I did go to a meeting. Either way, the thoughts that you have from that can either go positive or they can go negative. And you control that. That's the most important part. i got to stand up. I'm getting so excited. I can't sit down. You control your thoughts. We have been led to believe that we are not in control of our lives. We are not in control of our brains, that that the addiction is taken over, that we have no control over what's going on, right? That we are susceptible to the ebbs and flows of life and that if something goes awry, oh my God, we're going to be in an alley shooting up. That's not true. You are in control, because you listen to this show, because you are getting sober, because you are sober, because you're deep into addiction recovery or you're day one, wherever I find you at, you are in control. I will no longer tolerate you saying that you are not in control. I, you, I just won't. This is how Brooke talks to, to, to us, and I love that. I love how she's like, no, no, I'm, that, that's bullshit. I'm not, I don't know if she cusses, but I, I'm going to. That, I don't she doesn 't let us do it she 's not going to sit here you 're not going to sit here and come at me from this effect where oh because that happened this this happened oh because I had this happen in my life, I have to use drugs and alcohol no no that 's an effect that's that 's allowing life to, to to tell you what you 're going to do that's that 's not living life on your terms that's that 's you living life on life 's terms and that 's not going to fly anymore this is what her life coaching model does. You have a circumstance. You have a fact, right? That fact, it it could be something horribly traumatic. You were raped. You were beaten. you You were given up by your parents and put into a foster home. Yes, that is a fact. Okay, that can be your fact. It could be something simple like I weigh one eighty three. All right, but let's go. Let's go all the way to the other side. The fact could be that you were given up by your parents and you were put into a foster home and you were abused aggressively, and then you found yourself on the streets at eighteen. And you, before you know it, you were using drugs and selling your body and you were doing all this stuff. Right? That's horrible. First of all, if that was your, if it was your life, and I, very, I just I feel deeply for you. Okay. I feel deeply for you, but now you are listening to this show. Now you're in addiction recovery, and you are taking control of your life in a way that you have never done before, and you are no longer at the effect of life. You are the cause of it, right? We talk about this in NLP. Are you at the cause, or are you at the effect? Because if you're at cause mode, then you create the life that you want. If you're at effect, then life is creating it for you. Right there's it's a, it's the whole cause effect thing because this happened this happened, right? If then the if this then that, right? So if you had a horrible traumatic tragedy, right? That's the fact. The fact was horrible traumatic tragedy, All right? The thought you could have from that is I'm going to rise above this, and this is not going to this is not going to destroy me. There's, I always get her name wrong. Musaf Mahalai or something like that. She's she's from Afghanistan. Um, the Taliban threw some, like, uh, some sort of acidic acid on her face and, and, and burned her face. And I think this happens to a lot of Muslim women. Um, they get this hydrochloric acid or something thrown at them. I've read articles about it. It's a horrendous thing, right? Oh, my God, it's just so horrendous. It upsets me just thinking about it, right? She could have allowed this this acid thrown in her face to cause her to give up on life and succumb to the Taliban and marry one of them and just be whatever that it is. You know, they don't treat them. They don't treat their women well at all. So I can assume that she would have lived a pretty horrible life, right? Instead, she's like, nope, nope, nope. The fact was acid got thrown in her face. The thought could have been, okay, I give up Taliban. You win. What do you want me to do? Nope. The thought she had was, oh, hell no. Oh. Right. Next thing you know, she's like winning Nobel Peace Prizes and she's on all the TV shows and she's giving speeches in front of the UN and she's all over the world. She's written books and she's I mean, she she's opened up schools in Afghanistan for for girls while like the Kardashian kids are getting Corvettes and stuff on their 18th birthday. She's opening up schools for underprivileged girls in a country (laughs) that is known for stomping down on women's hopes and dreams and joys. That was the thought was oh hell no I'm gonna rise above the feeling she got was of confidence self assuredness the actions that she went about were actions of somebody who was confident and self assured and knew that she could rise against and the result was she rises against and she's got Nobel Peace Prizes and she writes books and she's famous right and fame has nothing to do with it I've if no one ever heard her name again I guarantee she'd be happy as long as she was opening up schools and changing the world okay that's some traumatic shit that went down right there in her life. I got to really stop cussing. I don't know if the uh, John Stewart used to always say, if you're going to use profanity, make sure that there's a reason for it. I'm not so sure there was a reason for it there. Um, I'm going to be wrapping the, up the show in about the next six minutes, so I want to make sure that I don't get too f- down the rabbit hole here. What's important to realize is that a traumatic event happens in your life, the thought that comes from it is completely in your control. Let, you know, e- Even more to the point, you're going to have a hundred thoughts about it, which one you let become your driving force is where you have control, right? I stubbed my toe as I'm pacing back and forth in my living room right now. And that would be a fact. I stubbed my toe. Now, the thought I could have was, is I'm a clumsy oaf. Or the thought I could have is, I'm so focused on this podcast right now, I didn't notice the refrigerator there, right? You're going to have a hundred thoughts. Which thought do you let create the feelings. Which thought do you believe? Knowing full well that a thousand thoughts are are just happened and a thousand more are coming. Thoughts and feelings just constantly, constantly coming at you, right? So you choose the thought, the good or bad thought. You choose the positive or negative thought when when a fact happens you had a horrible traumatic childhood the thought could be i'm going to rise up of that's positive it's it, you know what i'm a loser i'm a horrible person i don't deserve a i don't deserve a good life that's the negative thought either one of those thoughts is going to create a feeling right that feeling is going to become in you it's going to become and then the longer you have especially from these childhood traumas the longer you've been allowing the negative thought to persist Then the longer you've been allowing these negative feelings to persist. And before you know it, you feel like you're in this grand canyon of misery and sadness and depression when it's 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 really just because it, you've been doing it to yourself for so long. So don't just expect that you get to listen to this episode and say, okay, awesome. Jesse just told me that facts happen, and that fact creates a thought, which, which creates a feeling, which drives an action, which creates a result. So I'm just going to start thinking positive when things happen, when facts happen, and then because I'm thinking positive, I'll have positive feelings, which will drive positive actions, which will create positive results. It's... Th- you don't hear me snap my fingers. It doesn't just happen that easily, right? Because we because we've, we've have we've these programs inside of us that have been driving these negative thoughts, feelings, actions, and results for so long. You don't just stand up one day and wipe your hands away and, and think that it will never creep back in. In an LP, we always say that change can happen in an instant, and it can't. It can. You, can. you can listen to this episode, and from here on out, when a fact happens, and know the difference between facts and opinions, right? A fact is something that everyone can agree on. Everyone. A, a, a casual bystander, your mom, your dad, your loved ones, the, the, a judge. <laughs> a fact is something that's a fact. Don't get all caught up in this DC fake news BS. A fact is a fact is a fact, okay? The sun rises in the east and it sets in the west. Right? The the ocean is one millimeter higher than it was last year. Whatever, okay? That that's a fact. Be careful because either side will like to throw up opinions and you know, oh well this study says this, and this study says that. That's why people don't have that's why people have a hard time believing some of that stuff. And I'm not gonna get into the politics, I'm just simply saying. Facts are facts are facts, right? So when a fact happens, make sure lots of people can agree on it. If you run it through your head, well, could this, could could lots of people agree that this just happened? Then that's the fact. Uh, you know, oh, I woke up at 6.05 when I should have woken up at 6. Really? Are we sure that's a fact or is that an opinion? Okay? So make sure that we're dealing with facts here, All right? And then, oh, now I feel like I just got off target. What the heck was I just, where was I going with that? So I was just just simply saying that, oh, okay, so snapping your fingers and have everything being all positive and hunky-dory, right? It's going to take work. All of this stuff takes work. In In addiction recovery, we know going into it, it takes work. All right, so just be mindful of the fact that, oh, change can happen in an instant. So we do say in NLP that change can happen in an instant. Thank you for being patient while I got back to my train of thought. I got off on that d c stuff i too much of that stuff infiltrates. so change can happen in an instant. What's really happening is that you're making the decision that you will no longer do something, right I'm no longer going to use alcohol and drugs. That change you just changed. You literally just became sober. You literally just got yourself into addiction recovery, but it's the actual work that takes time. I'm going to eat healthier and build muscle now that I've, I've made the decision. There there you go. What people don't realize is that it, 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 we're an instant gratification society, so we we make these decisions, well, I'm going to lose five pounds, and then we eat nothing but kale all week, and then wonder why we didn't lose five pounds, so we go back to eating cookies, right? When in reality, yes, there, there's, there's so many different drivers, you got, are you hitting your right calories, are you getting the right kind of exercise, Did you, does it take some time for your body to get used to the new diet, right? So... Change happens in an instant. It's the results that take time. So be really mindful of how you use this moving forward and we're going to talk about it a ton. Uh god, I really wish I could somehow get this episode into her hands. Just <laughs> I have a really hard time. I can use this constantly. I I don't know if I'm being succinct like I want to be, but the the the, the whole thing to look at here is when you're doing this life coaching model is to know that there are facts and there are opinions. Make sure that you're think make sure you're using only the facts when you start to plug this into the circumstance line. You have a thought that comes from it. It can be it's going there's a lot of them. Which one are you going to subscribe to? Right? Cuz whichever one you truly subscribe to will be the overall feeling that 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 gets in you, that overwhelms you, right? oh, I weigh 183. That's the fact. The, the thought can be, um, I'm eating healthy and I'm working out regularly and it's okay if my weight fluctuates as long as I'm staying on course. The feeling is of confidence and self-assuredness that everything's going to be okay. Trust the system. The action is I continue to eat healthy. I let myself splurge whenever I know I can splurge. And the action is I still go to the gym three days a week for two hours. And, I, and I've been stretching and do my yoga. And the result is, and here's the key, the result doesn't just happen right away. In lots of occasions, the result takes time. To show. But if the result is that tonight, because I weigh 183 in the morning, I'm going to eat a healthy meal and I'm not going to allow my calories to go over 3,300, I'm not going to allow my sugar to go over 100 grams, right? That's, those, those are the short term results that will lead to that big result at the end. And there is no end because there is no destination. We're we're living our lives, right? But you get the point is that if one day I want to be 10% body fat and I want to, you know, and have, you know, arms that are 13 inches and currently they're 12, right? Each day I eat healthier. That's going to, that's the result. And then that drives the, the next day I wake up and I'm either 182 or I'm 184, whatever it is. Think about what thought you're allowing to persist. Pick the positive one. Take the positive feeling. And if you think that you could have done better, that's okay too. Then do it. And I'm going to leave you on that because this is all about ourselves and being emotionally balanced. If you know that today you ate a bag of M&Ms and that's not what you wanted to do because you want to eat healthier and you want to be more physically fit, okay. Okay. Then the fact is, is, you ate a whole bag of M&Ms. The thought is, it can be either I'm a fat, horrible person. I deserve nothing good in life. I deserve nothing but misery and sadness. <laughs> Which God, God, I hope you don't think that way, uh, right? You can go bad, or the thought can be, you know, I slipped up. I'm human. It's, it's, it's not the end of the world. The feeling can be of positiveness because tomorrow's a new day to, to, be, to become the best version of yourself. The action would be tomorrow. Do not eat the bag of M&Ms. The result at the end of the day was you made it a whole day without eating a bag of M&Ms. And the next morning you wake up and you have a whole nother fact. This, this circumstance, thought, feeling, actions, results thing is happening a thousand times a day. And we're going to dive more into it as we get further into these 12 weeks, but I want you to use this as a way to emotionally balance yourself and not allow opinions of yourself and your actions to dictate the thoughts and the feelings you have about yourself. Because if you take on the negative instead of the positive, the actions and results will end up being negative, which will create more negative circumstances, i.e. facts, which will just continue to drive this entire world. Wave of thoughts and feelings that are negative and aren't serving you rather than driving the positive thoughts and feelings that will serve you better in order to have your actions and results moving you towards the best version of yourself and the person that you've always wanted to be. You are in addiction recovery. Each freaking day, you are making positive changes in your life just because you have said no to your substance of of choice, and you are moving in a positive direction. Shout out to my main man, Gumbelaya. Almost up on your eight months. He sent me one of the most amazing text messages today. It just... his saying about how my energy and how about about how my, uh, you know, because, man, guys, we, he and I used to throw down, you know, and I went to some Grateful Dead shows and I stayed sober the whole time. And, you know, he's like, that was really a driving force in knowing I could do this too. And he's coming up on eight months. And just like most people probably didn't think I could ever sober up, he's somebody I looked at and I was like, man, you know, he just, he likes to party. And he's done it. You know, I mean, the old Jesse who thought, no, no, no. Old Jesse thought all my friends were, we were all just partiers and we could never stop. I stopped, you know, he stopped. I got like seven other people who who are, are old, old school partying friends of mine. They've stopped, right? They all made that decision. It, even though I knew that if you made the decision to change that you could, there was still a part of me that thought, oh, you know, certain people just, they, they just like to party, right? I, it, in fact, it never even occurred to me that Jambalaya wanted I'm trying not to use your name, but if you're listening, because I, I didn't text you and ask you if I could throw your name out here. But it didn't even occur to me that you wanted. Now I'm just talking directly to him. It never even occurred to me that you wanted to be sober. It didn't occur to me that anybody that I knew wanted to be sober. I don't even know if it occurred to my friends how much I really wanted to be sober. So it may not even occur to you that the changes you're wanting to make are also changes other people are wanting to make. And it's just, just step into it, guys. Know what's a fact and know know what's a fact and then you are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your feelings. And, those, and being in control of your thoughts and your feelings will create better actions, which will create better results, which will lead to more positively influenced facts, which are circumstances. And before you know it, you've just created this entire wave of positive energy. And that doesn't mean negative bad things won't happen. Right, you 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 didn't get paid as much as you wanted to. You got to choose between electric bill and phone bill. I mean, things are going to happen. It's how you receive the things that happen. It's it's how you internalize them. It's how you it's the language you use in your mind. It's the way you project that energy back out. All of that is up to you. When you begin to master this, it's when you have that emotional balance that you want. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do somebody, I, I, don't, I don't always have it. I beat myself up a lot. I have negative thoughts, which create negative feelings, which drive actions and results that are not of the positive nature. I deal with it all the time. I'm not perfect. All this stuff that I talk about—it's it, there. There is no complete mastery of it. I'd be willing to bet even Brooke has to catch yourself once in a while and be like, mm, "Is that a fact or is that an opinion? Is that a positive thought or is that a negative thought? What kind of feeling am I feeling? What kind of action and results are this creating?" Like, even Tony Robbins, who is you know considered around the world as like the number one self-help guru, I mean, that he may not have the same ninety-nine problems as we do, but he has them right? Problems are like, problems are like water. You know, what I'm picturing in my my head right now, is like if you're shoveling, let's say that there's a river, right? And you decide, I'm going to empty out this river. So you grab a bucket and you start shoveling buckets of water out and you're throwing them on the bank. Right? You're just throwing them up on the ground. Right? Every time you scoop up one bucket of water, more water ends up being right where that bucket of water was just scooped up. That's what problems are. <laughs> problems are water that never stops showing up at where you just scooped out water. It is not it's not a bad thing. I mean, that's just life, right? You know, the, the it's, it's, problems aren't necessarily a negative thing. That To me, they're, it's just a way of life, right? You know, Problems aren't always there. You're not always thinking about your problems. But if you think that, oh, I've alleviated this one problem, then there should be no more problems. It's like if I was a millionaire, right? I think, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. If I had more money, all my problems would go away. No, that is so not true. Your problems would just change, but you would still have problems. Jeff Bezos, who looks like Lex Luthor and probably behaves like that when no one's around, that dude's got kajillions of dollars and that dude has still got problems. Apparently one of them is that he couldn't be faithful to his wife and now she has half his money. But the point being is that even that dude has problems. So... Everybody has problems. You may you don't always need to be focused on them, but don't be thinking that just because you 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 finally achieve the promotion, you, you oh I'm sober, so should not my life be perfect now? No, <laughs> no, life isn't perfect for people who are already sober. <laughs> Why do you think your life is going to be perfect because you just got sober? Uh, so, all right, that's it. I, I I I this has gotten into forty minutes. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. up <laughs> I got super pumped on that one. Like I've been pacing back and forth in this little 10-foot area. I got my hands all waving around. Uh, I'm going to start doing some Facebook and Instagram live soon. I'll make sure you guys all know about that. Um, I hope I did a good job. at Brooke, if you ever happen to hear this, I, I hope I did a, a decent job of talking about this. Um, I love everything about <laughs> this process. Um, and again, I will make sure that I link her episode of uh, her explaining it into the show notes. You can go back. She's really good about keeping her episodes to 25 minutes, uh, 25 to 30 minutes. In fact, the reason I do my episodes, the length that I do is because she does them that length. Um, 41 minutes. Mm-mm a little off. Just remember, guys, it's all about inclusivity, not exclusivity. Welcome people in. Do not push people out. Treat each other with kindness and always remember that today is the best day of your life because you woke up sober. Every day to me is the best day of my life because I woke up sober. I am not afraid of alcohol and drugs anymore because I am done with them. Brooke did a really great episode not too long ago about just being done with something. I just I am done with alcohol and drugs. I'm just done with them. they are, They are gone. It is something I no longer have in my life, and I, it is just it 's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So bless all of you for being on this path of sobriety and recovery with me. I am just so blessed and honored to have you here it's just literally just you know hundreds and, and, and some episodes even hit the thousands now and it's just it 's an honor. Thank you for your time today. I love you all. Remember to each other with kindness the power of positive energy, release and flow. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.